Okay, hello. Uh, today hello. Uh, we are at the Data Driven Formula One channel and we are discussing colors, uh, colors of racing uh, cars. And uh, again, I'm Gana Pagrebna and I have Patrick Hans with me. And uh, we're talking about uh, Data Driven Formula One in the sense of understanding data and insight we get from data and uh, we do it kind of throughout the whole history of uh, formula one from 1950 to now and today we're going to discuss color um, and color schemes for different teams exactly so i think uh, this topic came up uh, when we did 1950 episode and uh, during that episode uh, we said that you know there are different colors uh, in formula one um, competition and uh, these colors initially came from um, different countries uh, kind of taking over a particular uh, color uh, so today we're going to discuss where these colors ca came from <laughs> exactly and the uh, funny thing is we start with a black and white photo <laughs> yes but uh, it was a very long time ago uh, right uh, so we have uh, this guy, Count Elliot Zbarowski, who was uh, kind of one of the organizers of Gordon Bennett Cup. And he suggested during this uh, competition that different national teams could take different colors. Uh, so that kind of was one of the first mentions of, of this. And uh, in uh, this particular cup, uh, different teams did take different colors. So this was the initial kind of allocation of colors. Uh, one of the one of the interesting uh, things here is, of course, that red is not it Italy, as you can see. <laughs> so originally, it was U U.S. Um, and uh, also, as you probably can can uh, imagine, the reason why we have these different colors is because they were present in flags of these countries. Yes. In opposite uh, to Germany. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, so once we had, we've run out, the, the problem is that the majority of countries can have blue, white and red <laughs> in their flags. Um, so once we ran out of these uh, three colors, uh, we started to have issues <laughs> and uh, other countries had to pick something else. Yeah, but, but I think if uh, uh, I know, for example, the, the colors have been also um, shared. Uh, I don't know when the first uh, Spanish uh, team uh, participated, mm -hmm. but I think uh, Spain also always used traditionally uh, yellow. And uh, maybe something uh, we can see when we talk about 1952, uh, for example, uh, uh, smaller countries uh, also combined uh, colors. So for uh, Switzerland, they use uh, they use red cars with uh, white stripes, for example. Yeah, we will talk about that. So in, in terms of um, colors, there were several periods uh, that we can uh, uh, that we can talk about. So the first period was between uh, 1900 to 1920s, mm -hmm. and this is when. 
it was predominantly one color for uh, yes. for a particular national team. So when we talk about that time period, yeah, indeed. So there was just one color. So then we started to have this variation that Patrick uh, is talking about. So that happened later. So we had all sorts of things going on. And currently, like, we do not actually have any country uh, affiliated color scheme, although some... Uh, teams uh, traditionally try to stick with kind of this exactly. quote-unquote national colors, but actually there's no requirement to do so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, but originally we had blue for France, red for US, yellow for Belgium, Germany took white. Um, um, and then, yeah, uh, so uh, red uh, became Italian after Fiat won this uh, Perkins to Paris race, right? Uh, yeah. So that was uh, Itala, that was the predecessor of, um, of Fiat as far, as far as I understand. Yeah, so like I said, because <laughs> we ran out of colors <laughs> of, of, of white, white, red, and blue, <laughs> the Brits had to take something else, uh, so they took green. And uh, this is when we started to get this uh, green, um, ra British racing green color. And uh, this is Bentley. And uh, so, yeah, like I want to say that the examples that we've got in this presentation are not just Formula One examples, but uh, examples of racing car from uh, just racing teams. And uh, exactly. yeah, so he here you I mean, can see. To understand why green, I mean, I understand the green island, but this would be Ireland. Yeah, exactly. So part of the, so not uh, Ireland, but Wales. Um, uh, okay. It was, uh, yeah, one of the reasons. Uh, so the Welsh flag has um, yeah. white, red, and so it's got red dragon on the white and green. And yeah, so green was one of the colors. Yeah, and had it had then some, some people were saying that it might be related to Irish, but yeah, it's Welsh and Irish. And, uh, but mostly it's just, I think, the practicality of they had to pick something else <laughs> not 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 they couldn't pick blue they couldn't pick red so they had to pick another color and uh, they had to pick green as a result so yeah so that was uh, one of the one of the one of the options so yeah this is uh, uh, bleu de france um and um yeah as you can see this is uh, the uh, the Lahey, um color uh, from 1935 um, and uh, typical kind of uh, French blue there mm -hmm. um, yeah. and uh, that came from obviously from the flag from the flag colors uh, so the French blue uh, so, so this is, yeah, this is one of my favorite cars, <laughs> it's Jack, it's very biased in terms of picture, uh, yes. it's 1954 Jack, uh, it's green, um, I have several friends who own like this, <laughs> these types of cars, <laughs> but you know, this, this is the, the, the typical British racing green, as you can see, it became quite uh, a lot darker compared to Bentley that we just showed in 1928. But yeah, I mean, the, the British race in green uh, then uh, had all sorts of variations. So for example, um, um, McLaren at one point used stripes and, you know, so yeah, there were all sorts of variations on this green. But yeah, it, generally, yeah, in, in this earlier periods, it was green. But from 1920s to 1960s, we already started to get some variety there. 
with, yes, for example, and, uh, some a little bit of gold uh, in some teams. Uh, yes, um, and uh, uh, I mean, especially uh, the <coughs> British teams, they, uh, they changed the, maybe at the end of the 1960s to their, uh, I wouldn't say personal colors, but uh, for example, uh, uh, nowadays we know uh, McLaren as uh, orange, and I think this started at, 19, I don't know, 1968. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah. 19, after 1968, we started to get sponsorships. Uh, so um, we're going to talk about this. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of the short time period that we can uh, we can take. I'm not yeah. sure the orange was uh, based on sponsorship. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I mean, it was um, um, the year when they kind of completely yeah. uh, started to yeah just devi completely deviated from. Um, from um, uh, color schemes, but uh, yeah, it was not, uh, yeah, some of it was due to sponsorships, but some of it was due to just attracting advertisement, yes. like, so yeah, we will look at some of the examples, okay, I mean, but essentially, yeah, 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 yeah time-wise, like if we look at this time period from 1920s to 1960s, it was still quite specialized at that stage, so yeah, there exactly. was some minor uh, minor variations. So we'll, we'll get to what you're saying, Patrick, yeah, a bit, okay. a bit, a bit, a bit later. Yeah. So this is, of course, Rosa Corsa, and that's Italian um, uh, uh, color red. Um, and this is Itala Tipo car, which was kind of very early. That was pre-Formula One car. <laughs> yes. Looks like one of the earliest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so exactly. So that's, um, that's the Italian specialization. And uh, this is, uh, as you can see, Mercedes and uh, so-called silver arrow, arrows um, uh, col color, <laughs> color, as we saw in um, the earlier period. Uh, so the, the uh, uh, German color was white uh, in racing, but then they changed it to uh, the silver and the reason was very very rational for that so <laughs> do you want to talk about it Patrick or you see it on, on this slide uh, uh, we had been back in the year 1934 we had a brand new Mercedes the W25 as you can see on that uh, photo uh, unfortunately, with a little uh, problem, it was uh, 70, 50 kilograms uh, overweight. Uh, so the team manager, Alfred Neubauer, uh, thought uh, what he can do. And the most e easiest way was to strip down uh, the paint and let it uh, race in its pure aluminum body. And luckily, this was um, accepted. Uh, um, and since that time... <laughs> Yeah, this, this is, was uh, the beginning of, of the uh, uh, legend of the uh, Silver Arrow. So it was done uh, from a pure practical point of view. Yeah, and as you can see, the slide is called Notable Deviations. So that's basically from that time period, from 1920s to 1960s, I started to see these dif differences that Patrick mentioned that, you know, sometimes sometimes it would be orange and sometimes it would be something else. So yeah, so the yes, Notable uh, Deviation was for German teams, uh, particularly Mercedes, you know, it was this, this silver, silver color. Yes. But practically it became the new color because also uh, Auto Union and uh, Porsche, they uh, drove in silver and not in white anymore. Yeah, exactly, but exactly. It so that practically changed the color. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so so it, it originally had this um, this kind of silver. So yeah, um, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, for for practical reasons. And yeah. so this is this 1934 car that you know had had to be stripped of paint to qualify. Um, yeah. Right. And uh, this is our, you know, the, what, as we know, uh, Mercedes, uh, you know, uh, now, in a sense, <laughs> silver arrows um, uh, color scheme. And that became quite traditional for, for Mercedes to be in this color. Even, you know, in latest seasons, we see kind of this kind of green, green, green bits and still kind of silver color uh, on Mercedes. Yes, uh, if I am correct, they changed the color from silver to black to support uh, the black lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's 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 the most recent. But I mean, like nineteen, no, sorry, two thousand nineteen, we still had, uh, you know, yes. kind of silverish-ish color. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even McLaren Mercedes, it had, uh, you know. A, a, the period when they were sponsored, sponsored by Vodafone, right? It was still silver and red. Yeah, um, yeah so that uh, uh, quite a traditional. So that's kind of, we start with this notable deviation. So that's Mercedes was one. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, if we could go to the next uh, next one. Yeah, so that's uh, Brabham. Um, and obviously that's another British, completely weird <laughs> coloring for a British team. As you can see, uh, this is the car from 1962. And it, um, uh, as you can see, has nothing to do with green. Uh, is blue and yellow and again this was uh, like one of the notable deviations and uh, um, you know several teams were allowed to differentiate themselves from the kind of the traditional green and uh, uh, we will see several of these deviations later like for example lotus you know we had black uh, at one point so yeah even though black traditionally was a color for japanese teams it was not uh, a traditional color for british teams yeah. but this one is this one is blue and gold um, as you can see and, and i think uh, Brabham uh, somehow stayed with uh, blue also the yeah DJs. yeah I remember uh, the Brabham BMWs they also had the the blue, but which also came uh, partly from their sponsor Olivetti, which had the black, the, sorry, the blue colors. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is even prior to prior to sponsorships, uh, we had uh, we had some of this deviation. So that's problem. Uh, uh, so the next one uh, that we have, yeah. So this is Lotus. As you can see, this is still green, but you already have stripes. Um, so yeah. and we had this gold, uh, uh, green and gold. But like I said, Lotus was also black and gold um, at uh, several points in time. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, again. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to when we're going to talk about Lotus because I really like this team. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's quite remarkable, a newcomer, was quite remarkable newcomer when it arrived. But uh, yeah, certainly, you know, this was very, um, uh, 
um, uh, very interesting, also very interesting color scheme. And uh, yeah, as you can see this uh, on this picture, uh, then eventually we also started to get names of drivers um, uh, on on the cars and that like painted on the cars. And that was also part of the regulation. And we will look at when we look at the later time period, we will look at the current regulation about paint. Yes, and also uh, later in the 1960s, I think it slowly uh, started to, to put uh, commercials. On yeah, the, yeah, on the in 19, yeah, in nineteen, yeah, from nineteen sixty-eight, from late nineteen sixties, let's just say, yeah, we had, yeah. Uh, yeah, we will get to that in a second. Um, yeah, so this is it. <laughs> um, so this is. Um, Love Sertiska and uh, Tim Gunston. Uh, uh, there was a so South African team that was first allowed to use a sponsorship um, a sponsorship brand on the car. Uh, so the reason for that was that that was a completely private car, private uh, team and mm -hmm. uh, private money in the team. And uh, so they needed to have this display and they were allowed to do that. This is not the, obviously this car is from the car that you see in the picture. I couldn't actually find a, a, an open source picture of uh, Tim Gunston. Uh, car, but you can find that it's basically uh, if you look uh, for uh, for that car, it's orange car and it's number seventeen. So if you Google it, you will find it and you can have a look at it. And uh, I believe uh, it had uh, it displayed uh, the um, the um, sponsorship of Shell on it. You could actually see the uh, the logo and uh, yeah. But this is kind of um, another example of uh, you know how sponsorship is was displayed <laughs> on some of the earlier cars so very quickly obviously other teams also picked up this um, yeah, uh, <laughs> this possibility to display sponsorships and uh, yeah I mean this is also one of the biggest money makers okay that's another very cool uh, color scheme this is Jordan uh, this is American make um, uh, as you can see again a lot of sponsorships but they also have this hissing seed so this is the nose made in the form of a snake mm -hmm. and uh, one of again one of the reasons why it's yellow is because yellow made more money <laughs> for you know it's very bright and very cool and uh, uh, you know just in terms of uh, you know brand uh, this for Jordan Jordan that was quite a good uh, decision so again yes, and, uh, uh, I think uh, at that time there was no other yellow car uh, so interesting uh, um, Jordan uh, for several years I think they stayed uh, with the yellow after they've been they started off uh, being green as an Irish team and also that green sponsored like uh, 7 Eleven. But after this, I think they switched to yellow. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, with being yellow, I think they uh, after this they got uh, the German um, post service as sponsor, which also had been yellow. So with being yellow, somehow you attract yellow companies as being. Yeah, green. yeah, it was very, very lucrative <laughs> for them. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but like uh, that was like one of the biggest money maker in the sport at that point in time. Yeah. So that was a very cool decision uh, and uh, to, to take yellow. And uh, yeah, so that was, but that, that was already the time period from 19, uh, 1968 when we saw a, a large range of colors and uh, like all sorts of things happening. And like I said, the, there is no uh, current requirement on Formula One cars to carry any particular color dependent on nation uh, where the, you know, the company comes from. So um, yeah, you could do whatever you want pretty much. Yep. And we saw all sorts of, all sorts of colors. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as uh, you can see also on that uh, slide, uh, the colors, they not only had been there for the sponsors, but uh, uh, also they, the teams, of course, they sort uh, how the cars look best uh, on TV. And uh, at that time, more and more families got LCD flat screens. And this is also uh, been one reason why some uh, teams changed the cars to make them a little bit darker, a little bit lighter, so that the cars look uh, better on the LCD flat screens. Yeah, we will go through Ferrari example that Patrick put together for this uh, for this episode. Oh, yeah, exactly coming up. So that's uh, exactly it. Um, and uh, Rasa, we will now also see not only the pictures that I found, but also some uh, some uh, examples from Patrick's private collection where you could see the difference. So yeah, and that's the difference quite striking. So we have here some of the earlier Ferrari cars and you can see the difference in the color compared to the later Ferrari cars. And it's, you know, almost burgundy red uh, in the early days and uh, uh, kind of blood red, uh, bright red. In, exactly, in the it was a very dark red uh, in the beginning and this was not uh, only Ferrari. If you see the uh, Alfa Romeo um, from uh, the uh, pre-war, uh, so the 1930s, 1920s, it was, the red was uh, quite uh, dark and not the shining red as we all uh, uh, know from today's Italian uh, race cars. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and uh, yeah, so this is kind of just, just to showcase the difference in the color. And then, um, yeah, and then we will also see the, so, oh, here we go. So that's... Uh, exactly here. So you see my private uh, garage uh, <laughs> and you see uh, cars from different uh, years uh, and you see a little bit uh, the changes. For example, right, uh, quite in the right, you see a 1948 Ferrari 166 Spider. You will see this this dark uh, red. In the middle, you see the end of the 1980s, a Ferrari F87. Uh, if you compare, uh, you, maybe if you see the cars uh, not in comparison, it, it looks quite similar. But if you see the car uh, directly beside uh, the 2007 one, uh, you see that it's much darker. And, uh, and I, I, I will come to this uh, in the next slide, why the different reasons. Uh, you cannot see that good um, on photos, uh, but in the background you see, uh, sorry, uh, in the background is the 2007 Ferrari, and this is uh, even in a metallic uh, red for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Yeah, and I also like how you have boxes uh, at the back <laughs> with, with more. <laughs> of course. And, and we can only oh, guess. Like <laughs> but how many Ferrari cars... Uh, 
uh, we've got there. So yeah, and uh, so this one, um, I just want to explain that, uh, to the viewers that uh, this is an example where you know we have sponsorships uh, showcased on uh, on a Ferrari car, and this is Marlboro. This is like an iconic Marlboro sponsorship that a lot of people might remember. Uh, from back in the day when um, uh, Michael Schumacher was was competing, right, and, and he had uh, this <laughs> iconic Marlboro <laughs> thing at the back. Yes, and I mean, there's an interest, uh, interesting uh, story, but, uh, not the story itself, but uh, um, I think it was Marlboro or one of its competitors uh, who already tried uh, to have sponsorship much uh, earlier with Ferrari, but uh, Enzo Ferrari, uh, who never smoked in his life, uh, he famously said, my cars don't smoke, and uh, he always uh, rejected sponsoring from uh, cigar companies in his uh, lifetime. So this Marlboro uh, only came at the end of the 80s or beginning of the 90s to the team. Yeah, yeah. So when, uh, you know, the when Enzo wasn't around to make the decisions, a firm decision to, to, yeah. And here again, we see this point that, that Patrick made earlier that, uh, you know, the, so we had basically like if we, if we are talking about why we saw the different uh, colors, some of it was because of the technical reasons like the weight and other pragmatic reasons why the, the teams would change colors. For example, there is a different weight to different color. Like I know yes. that to paint uh, the racing car white, you need three, co three coats of color at least. But uh, black, you just need one. So that would be a lot lighter, you know, in terms of weight. So that's one reason. The second reason is sponsorships. Uh, a third reason is, um, of course, you know, like... Um, uh, this uh, flat screen versus, uh, um, uh, yeah, so basically the changes in technology of viewing, right? So, so that's the, and that's the reason you can see on, on, on the screen right now. So, yeah, we had the uh, more pack colors uh, that, that kind of look better on the screen, so compared to kind of shiny. <laughs> Exactly, um, and also what we saw lately with, um, uh, which I think uh, Red Bull started to have uh, matte colors because uh, they should be better regarding aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, interesting, as uh, as we speak about uh, Marlboro, I remember, I think, at the end of the 1980s, uh, the McLaren team, as they uh, had Marlboro as the main sponsor in one season, uh, and I think Marlboro was thinking to change the colors to something like yellow orange. So they had uh, one car in the traditional uh, red and white, and they had the other one driven by Kike Rosberg in a yellow light, yellow orange white mm -hmm. combination. Uh, yeah. I think this was quite discussed. Uh, and after this, uh, it was forbidden to have the cars in different colors, mm. which, uh, uh, which became relevant for another um, cigarette company. Uh, I think it was late 1990s when Jacques Villeneuve uh, had been at British American Racing, where they originally wanted to, as the company had two different uh, brands, and their idea was to have one car with the one brand and the other car with the other brand, but due to the regulation it was forbidden, so they painted yeah, the yeah, left just side. In one yeah. design and the right side of the car in the design of the other brand. 
Yeah, yeah. I just want to, to explain to the viewers that we don't mean that the cars from different teams could not be different oh, yeah, colors, right, but right. that the cars from the same team should be should have the same color yes. scheme. That's what Patrick means by, by saying that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but generally, yeah, we have uh, pra pragmatic reasons for different colors. We have sponsorship reasons for different colors, and we have, uh, uh, yeah, uh, viewing uh, reasons uh, for, 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 for different colors. Uh, and then, yeah, so uh, in terms of red, uh, yeah, we found quite a lot of uh, research, but you know, this is a very famous paper from Nature that looks at uh, sports and red. And uh, they found in this particular paper that uh, if you look at uh, various competitions, not just uh, car competitions, but football um, and some other sports that were in red, uh, um, is associated with higher probability to win. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, this may have something to do with uh, why Ferrari likes red so, so much. <laughs> and, um, yes, uh, and I mean, I, I just saw yesterday another article uh, about the psychology in, in advertising. So red normal, normally is a very bold uh, statement. You must be very self-convinced to, to put something in red because you get all the uh, attention because it is something uh, very deep inside of uh, human that we relate the red to blood and our ancestors if they saw blood uh, in the ice age they thought it's uh, it's important to start uh, running because maybe there's a, a tiger a angry mammoth so uh, it was something uh, yeah, yeah it's to act, um... uh, Act fast. So now we still understand the red as a very bold uh, statement. So if we see ourselves dressed in in red, we see that we are uh, that we are somehow self convinced, and uh, making us believe in ourselves uh, helps, of course, get to our uh, limits. Yeah, in this particular paper, they said it's basically testosterone-driven signal that red exactly. kind of signals. Um, yeah, so so it, yeah, it is yes. it is psychological. Yes, and maybe you also may relate it to to different uh, culture as let's say uh, red is much more emotional than than white. So it may be somehow fitting that the Germans. Uh, cars uh, uh, which uh, are more white, uh, silver, which you relate more to the typical cliche being more calm, more logical thinking, while Italians, uh, based on the cliche, are more emotional and so more more red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... I mean, uh, I'm someone who comes from Ukraine and we have yellow and blue. I'm not sure what that means, but yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I think you have like one one of the next slides. Uh, you have this information that, uh, you know, they took it as a kind of a sign of passion, right? So that's what uh, yes, uh, uh, Ferrari was thinking. I, I, uh, maybe this would be an interesting topic uh, also for one uh, episode to see what uh, the companies define as their core values. Uh, so, for example, the, if you see the core values from the Ferrari uh, company, they have eight um, uh, core values defined and interesting, they always combined uh, their values. For example, one of the combinations is uh, the individual and team and another combination is uh, passion and uh, excellence. Uh, 
And uh, this is also quite interesting if you're work, if you're working in related to business uh, ethics is to see what are the core values, where come uh, where come the uh, core values from, and uh, passion combined with excellence was uh, clearly you can relate to Enzo Ferrari. And uh, if you you know a little bit the company history. Uh, for uh, Enzo Ferrari, he was also a, a racer. For him, was important uh, the success of the race team and uh, selling the cars was only uh, a way to finance the race team. Uh, so uh, these uh, their company values come a lot from the uh, from the race team. Mm -hmm. And exactly. uh, yes, so uh, also I mean he uh, later said uh, if you ask a child to draw a car, uh, certainly he will draw it in uh, red. And uh, if you see still uh, see the output from the from the factory in 1919, 85% of Ferraris had been built uh, in red. Uh, I mean, a little bit different times, 80s, 1990s. Uh, in general, uh, the world was a little bit more colorful as today. I mean, if you see now on the streets, like 80% of the cars are silver, gray metallic, but let's say I remember 1990s people still bought cars in colors. Uh, but even uh, today, here uh, a number from uh, 2018, 40% of the production cars uh, are somehow uh, red. Mm -hmm. yeah. so the color uh, became, still stays very relevant for the company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, we see uh, evolution of red color as well, right? So now I think it's more kind of deeper reds, uh, kind, of, kind of probably going back to more traditional reds. Yeah, and uh, like you have it on the next slide, it also influenced other industries, right? Yeah. Exactly, and, uh, and uh, you, as you relate uh, red with uh, success, with fast, uh, I mean, this uh, other, other companies uh, use this if uh, for example, uh, here you see uh, the, uh, some trains uh, from uh, Italy with somehow also uh, related to Ferrari. You see on the right uh, the private uh, train, uh, the, the Italo, uh, which uh, the Ferrari, former Ferrari uh, team chef and chairman Luca de Montesimolo uh, had led the consortium, so they developed uh, this private uh, train to compete uh, with the uh, public uh, train company in Italy. I said, train Italia. Uh, mm -hmm. in all uh, um, countries here in Europe. So on the left, uh, you see the uh, Train Italia, the state owned company. Uh, also, red, uh, quite interesting, uh, but a little bit uh, more uh, light red. So you see uh, in Italy, the, their high speed trains are both. Um, painted in red and uh, as I can, if you ever uh, plan your next uh, Italy uh, holidays uh, it's quite recommendable uh, to transport yourself uh, from one city to another. Mm -hmm. They quite, uh, yeah, I was just thinking that, uh, you know, this uh, country, I mean, I, I probably, you know, I think it's probably a coincidence, probably has nothing to do with that. But uh, if you think about kind of German intercity trains, they're all kind of whitish. And Tejave <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is probably a little bit blue. I don't know what they are currently like, but yeah, they used to be, <laughs> used to have quite a lot of blue on them. So maybe there is this... Uh, sort of national uh, specialization yes. in paint, it's probably something, has something to do with it, might, I don't know, maybe it's just culture. 
But um, yeah, yes, I mean, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, maybe as I've said to you, as uh, German culture is from the cliche a little bit more calm, more logical. It's more white, silver, and adequate color. Where other countries, as France, uh, Spain, um, um, or uh, Italy, use more colorful colors, mm -hmm. independent if it's red, yellow, or whatever, or blue, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 and that's uh, that's again the red arrow uh, uh, train from Italy. Uh, yeah, so yes. that's the Tranitalia train. Uh, by the way, and just as a last uh, fun fact, uh, there's also a silver arrow in in Italy. It's a little bit slower than the red and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet arrow, arrow. Sorry. So that's it. But let's go back uh, here to the, Yeah, so uh, if we just talk about, like we've talked about racing in general, so yeah, if we, t we talk about Formula One paint, uh, that is very, very heavily regulated. <laughs> and I actually have an extract for you from the FIA regulations of what it should be like. Um, so as you can see, that should be, like uh, Patrick said, the the same teams who should have the two cars uh, should have uh, the same color scheme. Um, yeah, so the, uh, yeah, yeah, so um, uh, uh, they uh, yeah, have to be distinguished from each other by driver's names. So driver's names should be on the car. Um, now we are also lucky because the drivers have different helmets. So normally the color of helmets are quite distinct so you can tell I, I normally can tell by the helmet usually because like I can't see what what name is written there but uh, yeah then the helmets do help uh, then we um, obviously there is also quite um, uh, race numbers so we do have race numbers and race numbers are random it's just randomly drawn as you can see uh, there is as written in in, in point nine point two uh, that um, racing season numbers will be uh, permanently associated to drivers by ballot such numbers be then used by that driver during every formula one championship so when you enter as a driver you draw a number <laughs> and uh, that number should be displayed on the car um yeah so um yeah, and then yeah there are quite a lot of uh, regulations around uh, you know sponsorships but uh, that's uh, a lot of people ask uh, whether that's uh, painted these things are painted or these they're stickers they are stickers and uh, um yeah i found actually quite a nice uh, video from ferrari where you know, they show exactly how they put all the stickers on <laughs> the car. It's a very, like, precision technology how you do it. And as you can imagine, it's pretty heavy as well. So the stickers are heavy. So you need to be a very, very careful. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, make a link to this uh, Ferrari video. So you will be able to see it at the bottom. Um, and then, yeah, another thing is, uh, so, so how exactly you paint a car. So this is a McLaren 
um, kind of, there is a very nice uh, blog post that I found from McLaren where they describe exactly how they do it. So this is, uh, of course, a car from uh, back in uh, McLaren Mercedes days when it was yeah. silver and red. So this is kind of one of my favorite designs. So I don't actually like the orange <laughs> that we have right now. It's really weird to me. I mean, I quite like this one. Um, kind of from back from Vodafone days, um, and uh, yeah, so so normally, yeah, so you need to be very careful with color because pa paint adds weight, like I said, different uh, to paint uh, the car in different colors would add different weight, so you need a special kind of calculation <laughs> to, to, to understand how much paint you need and how much it would add to the weight of the car. Uh, but normally the painting process is quite uh, tedious. So first you do this paint back. So what 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 it is is basically full size chassis mock-up of how you know the painting job would look like. So then you actually do some sanding and filling and priming for the car, and uh, you then put um, two or three coats of primer. Uh, for the majority uh, of teams, the primer would be white. Uh, it's not always the case. So sometimes you would have it, for example, you could have it in black. But yeah, normally it's white. So for McLaren, uh, at least at the time when they wrote the blog post, it was white. And then you uh, start to add different colors that you actually can see on the car. So you put the primer and then on top of the primer, you, you put uh, uh, the actual racing color that you need. Uh, so again, you need to do the demasking and remasking in between when you put the primer and you put the actual color. Uh, and then, yeah, so you would add uh, colors gradually to it. And then, so you kind of put two coats of the quote-unquote actual color. And then you need to heat cure all the components. And the heat curing is basically, you know, for you have to take all the parts that you painted uh, to 60 to 65 degrees and you need to hold it for 40 to 55 minutes. Um, so by that we mean, of course, Celsius. I'm not quite sure what Fahrenheit uh, equivalent uh, is of that, but um, quite, quite high, I guess. Uh, and then, um, yeah, you need to basically dry everything in a flat finish so and then you <laughs> put it all together uh, so what I was actually surprised about is that uh, you basically would uh, repaint it during the season quite often so like it's uh, it's uh, quite an often uh, repaint job because I thought that you need to train in a car <laughs> <laughs> but naturally, it takes uh, several days, two to three days to paint it again. So, you know, so sometimes you would need to do that instead of actually, you know, training in, in the car. So that's, that's quite a, so you need a very, very precise processes everywhere. And then you apply stickers. And like I said, if you want to see how the stickers are applied, we're going to append the um, link with Ferrari video where they show precisely where different um, stickers go and how, you know, yeah, so this is it. This is this uh, post of how to paint the formula car from McLaren and uh, Ferrari video on stickers. And uh, these links will be below this video as well. So it's quite a big job. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, you need to be very, very careful. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of all the uh, all all the different things that happened with color in uh, racing. I guess not only Formula One, but in racing in general. And uh, yeah, right now we don't have any strict rules on. Um, we have very strict rules about you know uh, painting of the cars, but we don't have any strict rules on what color uh, the car should be. Considering that we, anything could affect the color, sponsorships could affect the color. You know, traditions of the company could affect the color, traditions of the nation could affect the color, and a lot of different things uh, that uh, probably we are not thinking of right now, but uh, could be important for the driver or the team. <laughs> yep, that's, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, I guess that's, that's what we wanted to say about color. And uh, yeah, uh, so... Uh, do let us know what you think and if we missed something uh, please do write uh, uh, below this video but yeah I mean the color is a big you know it's a big decision it's very important for uh, weight it's very important so for sponsorships <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's it could be a money-making mechanism uh, and it could be something that uh, um, you know, makes uh, your team stand out for the sponsors as well as uh, for the viewers. So, yeah. So thank, thanks a lot. Thanks, Patrick, for thanks to uh, you. Uh, yeah, for 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 helping me with this episode. And well, yeah, it's very interesting to to to, uh, to speak uh, also a topic uh, which you not directly think of uh, about Formula One, but uh, quite interesting. <coughs> From the from the history and uh, how much this is still uh, valid uh, today, as you see, uh, normally Ferrari, uh, Mercedes, they still have this classic uh, colors. Uh, uh, we have now a McLaren in orange, as it's I think related back uh, to uh, to the 1968 or somewhere from there, because it it was uh, uh, the classic color. Of, of the company so for so long and, uh, and I mean it's especially important and we don't see this on, only in Formula One that uh, from time to time you have to somehow go back to the heritage um, of your company to, to see how you can uh, distinguish uh, yourself from the competitors and mm -hmm. uh, colors and design is clearly one way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I kind of reinvent, uh, reinvent the car, rediscover, rediscover the team and all, all this. So that's, that's extremely important. And that's what we see in all these different colors. Yeah, so there is uh, still in some competitions, we do have national colors present. Uh, uh, that's not uh, true for Formula One. That's why we're saying that it's not really important here. But in, in some racing, uh, you still would have uh, this kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, Italian reds, definitely, and, and, and uh, French, French uh, blues and uh, British greens. You would observe them in some way. But again, uh, you know, with the current landscape of like many sponsors and many different decisions yeah. that are happening at different levels, including efficiency yeah, there is uh, a lot of flexibility in rules in terms of the actual color scheme uh, probably not in terms of you know what exactly you can put on the car but you know a color scheme is something that where you have quite a lot of freedom 
I guess that's all we wanted to say about uh, color. And uh, thank you all so much for being with us and do let us know um, uh, if we missed something and if you want to add something to what we said, we'd be very interested in uh, hearing exactly. your opinions. Exactly, looking forward. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.